0: Hello and welcome to the Edify podcast. This is designed for you, preacher, teacher, shepherd, deacon of the kingdom of God, for your edification, for your uplifting, for your ministry. There are fewer deceptions that are probably uh, more confounding uh, than that of a person who has somewhat of a false repentance. When somebody pretends to confess and turn away from sin, but realistically in the depths of his or her heart means only to appease the anger, escape consequences, you know, it it leaves it in its, I guess, wake, um, and especially sense of kind of confusion and pain. You know, you might ask yourself this question, uh, or they are, maybe you're asked this question, you know, hey, they did this, they said they were sorry, but did they really mean it? And my response is that I don't know for sure. When a person comes forward, I don't know if they're really repenting or not. When a person wants to be baptized into Christ for the forgiveness of their sins and they've turned from their sin to God, how much of that's true? I don't know. Um, but genuine repentance, however, uh, tends to be more like mountains on the horizon than a pit on a path. What I mean is is that it, te- it tends to be easily discernible uh, and not something for which you have to be on the lookout for. Um, the more you feel like you have to go find it, the less likely it is authentic. The more you have questions about their repentance, probably it's the case that they're not really repentant. Let's ask this question. Why do we repent? You know, uh, maybe growing up as a kid, you would say, hey, my bad. You know, somebody may say, my bad today. Um, and, and these words can get us in and out of trouble as our youth, you know, <clears throat> especially when we're talking with one another. Um you know, guys especially have a tendency to think that repentance almost solely consists of admitting a fault. Okay, once the fault has been admitted, even even uh, if in the most <laughs> lexically uh, concise way possible, the assumption is that everyone should get over it and move on. You know, but realistically, when repentance is given the short, uh, sh- you know, the, the shirk, if you will, so is the relationship that is supposed to be repaired. Our repenting of sin is the first step toward rebuilding trust with those whom our sin has harmed or affected. If we seem irritated or rash in our repentance, if we're ugly, if we're loud, if we're aggressive, <clears throat> then the wound uh, which that sin created can stay open and, and really become infected with bitterness. More than that, the reason that we prioritize repentance is because our Lord and Savior tells us to, First John 1 and verse 9, if we confess our sins, okay, that's conditional. It's a conditional statement. If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us. But that confession obviously means a confession of repentance and a heart of repentance. So the gospel is on full display when you and I repent. It, it, its light shines you know, uh, forth for us as we perceive our moment-to-moment need of a gracious Savior. And realistically, it, it penetrates into the most Painful darkness, uh, uh, you know. I guess, I guess it, it does. It penetrates into the most painful darkness of others as it illuminates the route, you know, of restoration that's really grounded in the good news of a holy God. Uh, as Tertullian once said, "quote I was born for no other end but to repent." End quote. Uh, Thomas Watson pretty famous seventeenth century fella uh, wrote a treaty on six ingredients, if you will, uh, to show us what genuine repentance looked like looks like and, and I want to give these to you today and maybe my spin on these things. <clears throat> number one, why do we repent? Well number one, sight of sin we, we rightly perceive ourselves as as sinners when we're outside of Christ and even those who are in Christ wrongly perceive themselves to be sinners. Uh, but you've heard this you've heard this this statement before. Somebody would say, hey, quote, I'm not perfect, but, you know, uh, which in nearly every circumstance would which means when it comes to this, I'm perfect. You know, genuine repentance starts with the understanding that we are desperate sinners or we are we are we have lost our, our salvation, if you will, or never had it. Uh, and, and that sin touches Nearly everything that we do Romans chapter 3 and verse 10 uh, What was written for a Jew years ago What is written for those of us Who are outside of Christ None is righteous No, not one So it it means that, that We should not be surprised When we find it necessary to repent uh, Nor should that exercise undo us Repentance is not a bad thing Repentance is a good thing Number two, sorrow over sin And, and this This is the element, if you will, uh, of lament for our sin as we see its effect on ourselves, on other people, and on God. Psalm 51, verse 17, the sacrifices of God are, what does he say? A broken and contrite heart, spirit, and he says God would not despise that. This is the element which is most easily observed and and therefore the most counterfeited, uh, something that... uh, Some are sorrowful, you know, quote, not because sin is sinful, but because it is painful. There is a sense in which the sin brings us pain and puts us in sorrow. So number three, uh, confession of sins. Uh, Watson would say, sorrow is such a vehement passion that it must vent. It vents itself at the eyes by weeping and at the tongue by confession confession should should focus on oneself and one's own sin it should not look to to mitigate to excuse to rationalize or to blame genuine repentance takes ownership of the pain that our sin has caused both in its particulars and in its generalities okay? now while while preferred uh, that confession is always voluntary on part of the of the penitent it, it is not uncommon for confession Uh, to flow from from the fact that the Lord has graciously let us be caught in our sinful ways. I remember years ago there was a TV show. I can't remember the show, uh, The Duggars, that's what it was. And one of the boys, uh, the older gentleman who, I would say boys, he's a young man, uh, he was caught, married, got kids, but caught with some porn or something like that. Maybe it was uh, uh, some sort of uh, uh, adulterous profile or something like that, but he got caught in it. And I remember making the statement, you know, be glad that he got caught in it now and not caught in it at judgment, you know, hoping that he would repent. But that's the idea. When we get caught, that is that is somewhat of the Lord's grace being extended to us in a very fearsome um, and terrifying way, realistically. It is a good thing to get caught in sinful ways. Sinful ways, no. But to be caught, yes, because it exposes that with, with the attempt for us to repent of that and confess that. If confession results only from the times that we are involuntary caught, however, uh, then this is not repentance at all. And I, and I, I know you know that, but, but I cannot count the number of uh, gossips or addicts or gamblers whose confession became a, a serial event, you know, uh, always confessing to exactly what they've been caught doing, nothing more, nothing less. And our confession, while they, they do not have to go to the, to the exact detail, okay, it must not leave grand portions of our sin concealed. There's something therapeutic about confessing sin. Number four, shame of sin. Blushing is the color of virtue, Watson would say. Uh, all, all sin makes us guilty, okay? And, and that guilt is not is, is only removed at the cost of the blood of, of Christ himself, you know, who voluntarily took on flesh, lived a perfect life, uh, never once... Uh, ceding to temptation, you know though though tempted by the prince of the of the lie himself, uh, he voluntarily clothed himself in that very sin and took on the wrath of god i mean literally um he he took all that on at Calvary, so if that does not make us ashamed when we' sin nothing will uh, no preacher, no charismatic individual, no sad song no, no nothing. If Christ doesn't cause you to, to be ashamed of your sin, then nothing will. So may there be in our, in our churches, in our, in our communities of faith, more blushing and less boasting when it comes to sin. Ezra chapter 9 and verse 6 saying, Oh my God, I am ashamed and blushed to lift my face to you. My God, for our iniquities have risen higher than our heads and our guilt has mounted up to the heavens. That's shame. That's a statement of shame, but don't just stay in that shame. Shift that shame of sin into hatred of sin number five christ is is never loved till sin is loathed. Genuine repentance reflects something of God's wrath. God's anger uh, burns at us uh, and burns at sin, and for those who do not you know who 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 do not know Christ. Uh, by way of salvation, they're going to experience this firsthand upon their death. Uh, it's not just uh, historical anger that we read about in the Old Testament, that Old Testament God, but it is an eternal one. So when we get angry at our sin, we are reflecting um, something of God's holiness, and God's purity to those around us. This hatred of sin in oneself, when it is genuine, is never too far from the surface uh it, it usually only takes a little a little agitation to to really yield uh significant expression so when someone's anger is focused primarily on other sins and not their own it's typically a sign that repentance is mere performance for that person number 6 turning from sin uh, repentance means little if it does not result in restoration this is the most uh This is the the key ingredient when it comes to repentance, to turn away from and turn to, saying no to God, saying no to Satan, saying yes to God. So are you going to raise your voice again in anger? Will you look at something inappropriate when nobody else is around? Will you talk again about somebody else's flaws just so that you can be accepted or whatever it is, whatever it is that your struggle is? Do you turn from that? The Scripture tells us that we must not only repent but that we must also actively turn from the sins that we commit, ezekiel fourteen six therefore says to the house, uh, therefore say to the house of Israel, thus says the Lord God, repent, turn away from your idols, and turn away from your faces uh, from all your abominations, if we repent without a sincere desire to keep from engaging in that same sin in the future then one or more of the ingredients that we've just talked about today, if you will, that's missing. So with that said, if we turn from sin in our own strength, we're we're going to fail. Uh, every bit of you turning away from sin and saying yes to God is a work of the Holy Spirit through His Word. It's how He enables us. It's how He strengthens us. It's how He comforts us, how He gives us the strength, the strength which God supplies um uh, that that God in all things would 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 receive the glory. Okay, that's Paul to a young young man. Uh, that's that's just the uh or that's first Peter rather, Peter, not Paul. But uh if we turn away from sin in our own strength and we make it all about our choice and our volition and how we did and how we did and totally forget God and forgot that God has given us the grace to do these things. uh that's 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 gonna that's gonna fail. We lose both the motivation and the energy for the fight that the conflict against sin requires of us. So instead, if we turn not to our efforts but to God, we will find ourselves more and more refreshed by His grace, and and really have the catalyst uh, to see sin uh, really beaten. So repentance is a key part of the Christian life. It does not feel good. Uh, sin does not feel good when it's being brought to light. It hates it. It hates it. It literally loathes it. Your conscience hates it. Um, it hates the, that that exposition. It never feels good. And if it does, you're doing it wrong. Okay. If if repentance begins to feel good in a way that you're thinking, okay, they're going to think great of me, or this is going to be good for me, or this is going to be uh, somehow braggadocious for me. That's that's what I mean in this statement. Then you're doing it wrong. Um, repentance is necessary. It's what reminds us of our our need for grace while displaying our growth in grace to the world. So, if you're taking notes, we got to repent. If a person is is really repenting, then they're going to bear fruit. um, That's that's bearing the marks of repentance. So when you see sin. Uh, acknowledge it repent of the sight of sin sorrow over that sin confess that sin be ashamed of that sin and hate that sin and and turn from that sin Uh, and by doing so we turn to god we say yes to god we're in a great good wonderful place uh short podcast today just wanted to give you these six pointers thought this was good when i came across it in my reading Wanted to pass it off to you uh please uh Please uh, be praying for this podcast. Be praying for yourself. This podcast is praying for you. A uh, lot of lot of good stuffs coming down the pike. A lot of changes are about to be made concerning this podcast and uh, different things, and so we're excited about that. Uh, but anyway, want to want to turn your attention to something. If you're not aware, this podcast is is uh, promoted and hosted by the Ministry League, ministryleague.com. If you want to. Uh, be a part of something that's really good, uh, head on over to the com and register for something called The Ministry League Experience. It's happening May 26th through the 29th. And uh, it's going to be at the Piedmont Road Church in uh, Marietta, Georgia, where I am at. Uh, but there are a whole list of speakers that you're going to want to come and hear and listen to. Uh, Lonnie Jones, David Shannon, Matt and Jerry Elder, uh, Ben and Travis from the Ben and Travis show, uh, Robert tips, John Podine, Dale, Willing, Jeff Jenkins, Paul Sperlin, uh, Lori Boyd. There's going to be a whole host of, of folks here that th- that Thursday is the creator's conference. And so this is a way for you to get creative in your content and podcasts and all those things. You're going to get to kind of see what happens downstairs at Piedmont road uh, of all the podcasts and all the, uh, curriculum and Bible classes and things. And, and, uh, just it's <clears throat> ministry league's prayer for you, um, to uh to take advantage of that opportunity and to enjoy those things and uh, really grow i think registration is open i know it's open <clears throat> um but uh i think registration i'm not i don't remember the price uh but it's very it's very minimal cost is minimal, but you're gonna leave that thursday uh with a resource toolbox uh for yourself and for your work and um we hope that you'll take part of that um I'm thankful to be just um a fly on the wall when it comes to Minister league and have this podcast that they host along with uh, um, PD and pals uh, those those videos and um, devotionals that he does and anyway uh, ministryleague.com uh, the Minister league experience hope you can be there hope you can uh, be a part and uh, enjoy the whole weekend with us and uh, God willing we will see you soon so may God bless you and your preaching and your ministering and your shepherding uh, but let's be well aware of repentance and Uh, Notice the recipes of it What's necessary What's it look like and, And really restore people back to God